Hello everyone, this is a Discord server conversation. I'm Job and today I'm here with James, the math guy, whose nickname has always kind of intrigued me. So James, uh, let's sit down and talk. I, I always like to start by asking what brought you to the Discord? Yeah, yeah. so um, that is a question that I probably answer very similar to most other people. I found it through Paul Vanderclay, who I um, found through Jordan Peterson. Um, and how I got to Jordan Peterson is kind of a, a long story that might also be familiar with most people. Um, I'd love to hear it. <clears throat> sure. Uh, so maybe maybe just before I get into that really quick, I'll just say a little bit about myself. I'm a, So the reason why I, I called myself James the Math Guy is because I'm a, a, a doing a PhD in math right now. And um, uh, I'm a little over halfway through that. So uh, I, I didn't realize how many math people would be on this server when I, <laughs> uh, when I chose that name. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, okay, so I guess... Uh, the story kind of starts out, I, uh, I was originally raised Roman Catholic. And um, I, you know, went to, went to church most Sundays, I was an altar server up until middle of high school, took part in the youth group. Um, and then after I uh, went to college, I took a sociology class my sophomore year. And because of some of what the uh, professor talked about in there, I started questioning my faith and had soon after the, um, the class ended, had basically come to the conclusion that I lost faith in uh, God, the Christian doctrine, whatever, um, anything that had to do with religion, basically. Did that bother you, or was, it, or was it more of a triumphant thing? At least at first, it was more of a triumphant thing, because, and you know, maybe you see this in the attitude of many of these uh, I guess new atheists like, haha, I'm smarter than, you know, I figured this thing out and now I'm smarter than all these people who, who still cling to religion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, <clears throat> it wasn't, it wasn't that long after. So I got into uh, people like uh, Sam Harris and um, Christopher Hitchens for, for a while, um, mm. listened to lots of their talks on YouTube on YouTube and uh, read some of Sam's book. Um, and then I read Sam's book, Waking Up, which talks about meditation uh, yeah. in particular. Yeah, yeah. And, and that started, um, I mean, I, I was always interested in, you know, what, what, what can you experience? Uh, what weird experiences can you have as a conscious being? And um, so that really got me uh, interested in meditation. And so I started pursuing um or just reading more about spirituality and stuff and a little bit of Buddhism. You know, many, many of the people who, who go through the atheist phase subsequently look into, you know, Eastern practices. Um, and so, you know, listen to Alan Watts and that sort of thing. Oh. And I, you know, I still listen to Alan Watts once in a while. I think he's interesting. Um, but so after a few years of that uh, and, you know, practicing meditation on and off, um, I I then came across Jordan Peterson a couple months after his um, initial uh, gender pronoun videos came out. Can I can I butt and, in for, for, for a second? Sure. <clears throat> what, what kept you meditating? 
What was the motivation there? Um, I'm not sure if I would have articulated it in this way at the time, but I think I was really just looking for some way to still imbue life with meaning or live a meaningful life. Um, and that, like th these days, I sort of, I think I realized that that's what I've kind of been trying to figure out how to do mm -hmm. all along. <laughs> um, and yeah, so um, I guess that's kind of, that's how I would talk about it nowadays, but um, right. uh, maybe so back then it wasn't so clear to me exactly what was going on. <laughs> so you found Peterson over the, the Bill C-16, was that it, or the pronoun stuff? Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, I think the first time the first time I listened to him was on Dave Rubin's show. And then after that, like a lot of people, I went to his YouTube channel and um, started watching his other videos and then, you know, watched his maps of meaning and personality and transformation um, lectures. And then also his Bible lectures when they started coming out. And I thought those were really, really fascinating. <clears throat> Um, and I think what it did for me was it sort of gave me a way to articulate or justify not throwing away um, Christianity or just religion in general, because previously with my, when I was sort of on the new atheist kick, that's what I, I was sort of thinking, you know, religion is just this, this old thing that, you know, it's like a failed science, as Sam Harris likes to say. And, uh, and so maybe the world would be better if we got rid of it. Mm -hmm. um, but because of how Peterson was talking about it, uh, it made it seem, it, it just sort of revitalized my interest in it and it made it seem really, really fascinating, especially since um, with his psychological interpretations of things. And were you consciously aware of it when that happened? That it, that it kind of grabbed you that way? Uh, I think so. Um, because I, I just noticed all of a sudden, all of my free time started getting sunk into <laughs> paying attention, like watching his videos. <laughs> yeah, your elephant <laughs> is like gearing its head. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then because um, Peterson mentioned Jung quite a bit, um, and I was really interested in, uh, or the thing that the things that he was talking about that I was most interested in were his psychological interpretations of religion. And so I started getting into Jung. Um, and so I've been reading his books and books by authors that write in similar vein to him um, for maybe about a year and a half now. Um, and then through Jung, I also got interested in understanding dreams, mostly because of how the sort of archetypal layer of dreams can be seen as a personal counterpart to religion. Um, mm -hmm. That always really fascinated me because that then once you start talking about that those things and try and understand them, you realize that uh, the sort of I guess framework that the world is just like this matter, this stuff that's outside us really doesn't help you understand any of these really um, interesting things about the world. Um, yeah, and so. Then I also started watching Jonathan Peugeot's videos and um, just the way that he is able to understand and articulate 
the structures of not just like biblical stories, but also um, engage with uh, modern culture and talk about those structures in terms of, um, you know, the structures that he understands in his carvings and in Orthodox Christianity. Uh, that really fascinated me as well. Uh, and so in my quest to find meaning, I found that, or a couple months ago, I decided to start going to a local Orthodox church um, just to check it out. And um, yeah, so th this is this is actually part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you, because when I saw your conversations with Paul, um, your sort of struggle with trying to figure the figure these things out really resonated with me mm -hmm. um be, because it's you know it's it seems that you're i mean I, I guess i don't know exactly where you're at now but at least you used to be like oh i want like i want i want to make sense of this thing and what is god i don't really understand anything that's going on how do i figure this out <laughs> yeah they're tricky things to grapple with but I also heard you say that you had a church thing, so I'm intrigued about that. The um the the Orthodox Church that I'm attending. Yeah, because that just I mean that's that's gonna have been sort of a process that you decided to go there, and <laughs> and I want to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So I. I think I think Jonathan Pajot has a lot to do with that um, because of how he talks about that you need a community um, mm -hmm. as you're as you're exploring these things because if you don't have a community then what your sort of your religious framework just ends up being a reflection of yourself and so it becomes much more difficult to be disciplined and learn and improve yourself. Um, because you know, there, there's a natural. Uh, what would you say? Um, it, it's it, you naturally try to keep yourself from changing because you know part of you likes who you are, and so change is difficult. And um, so, what Jonathan Pedro said about that really made a lot of sense to me. And another thing he said, which is that okay, if you're going to pick a religion, it's probably good to pick one that um, is related to the culture that you grew up in. Um, so it made sense to me to try some form of Christianity as opposed to, you know, Buddhism or Hinduism or Islam or something like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, the, I just, because I was more or less familiar with the Catholic church, I decided to check out orthodoxy. Um, because it's something I had heard a little bit about when I was growing up, because I went to Catholic school up until eighth grade. Um, but I didn't really know that much about how they practice. And so um, I just decided to Google um, Orthodox churches in my area. And it turns out there's one about a 10 minute walk from my apartment. So, uh, <laughs> Beautiful. so that's really, that, there's a convenience factor to it. <laughs> right, right, right. So you showed up there. How did that go the first time? Um, it went really, really well, I think, uh, because, I mean, I, I showed up there and it's, it seemed like a pretty small congregation and um, I just sat down uh, and previously I had emailed the pastor just to ask him 
uh, you know, if the the services were in English and if I could visit and if there's anything I had to do. And he said, no, you can just show up and um, watch the service, basically. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I did that. And then um, throughout the service, a bunch of people came up and talked to me, you know, asked me like, oh, are you new here? Um, really? How did you find us? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, great. And I don't see. I thought this was really interesting because my impression of Orthodox churches is that you know, they're very like closed off and they're really serious about maintaining their community and tradition and stuff. And, you know, they don't really like outsiders. Um, but this one, maybe it's because it's actually a Bulgarian Orthodox church and there's a lot of converts in there. Um, maybe, maybe that's why people are much more friendly and open. Um, but I, yeah, it was, it was a nice surprise for sure. Yeah. I mean, I went to a Greek Orthodox church when I was in Toronto for a conference and I mean, some people glanced at me, but nobody spoke. And I don't know. I, I had no <laughs> idea what was going on, and I didn't understand any of it. Uh, but I'm glad you had such a good experience because, yeah, that that, that people asked you why you were showing up. That's that's, that's really nice to hear. Uh, yeah, and um, and they they also have a uh, what they call a coffee hour after. The Sunday morning services where everybody just goes in the basement and you know eats lunch or whatever and hangs out and talks and so they invited me to to come to that and um, yeah it was just really good to talk to people and get to know them and um, what I was also what I also found really nice is that you know they asked me what my faith background is and everything and I felt completely comfortable telling them mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm not really sure what I believe and I'm trying to figure that out and, and they you know they say oh well that's cool that you're interested in what we're doing so um, we'll answer your questions if you have any so awesome um, yeah yeah it's just it's just a really nice environment i guess yeah 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 and that's exactly that community that that jonathan talks about right uh how long has that been how long have you been gone um about two months and yeah, yeah, I, I haven't been able to go every weekend because you know, like things come up, you travel or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, I, I go every week, every weekend that I can. And um, if there's additional services that I can make, I'll try and go to those as well. Um, yeah. So something that was I thought was kind of funny that happened to me about three weeks in. Um, I was talking with. There were a few people who I'd been talking to at the coffee hour afterwards every week, and the I was talking with the pastor there, and he said, "Oh well, let me get you this this pamphlet that we have. You know, it's like twenty pages or so of describing the Orthodox faith, just sort of an introduction to it." Um, I said, "All right," and uh, and then I was talking with another guy about daily prayer, and there's a book a bookstore that's attached to this this uh, parish. And so we went to the bookstore there and he bought me a prayer book. Wow. Um, and then another guy <laughs> the same day um, came up to me as he was leaving and he handed me a book that he had bought called The Orthodox Way, which is about Orthodox spirituality. And he gave that to me. And so as I was walking back to my apartment, I like I looked down and I noticed I had these three things in my hand and I was and it just like hit me like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're investing in you, buddy. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's so heartwarming. 
Yeah. They'll probably love to hear what you think of those books. Oh, yeah. So, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I finished the Orthodox Way and I've been using the prayer book for um, morning prayers uh, every morning, at least at least morning prayers, sometimes evening prayers as well, since I since I got it. And um, despite the fact that I don't really know what I believe with respect to this stuff, I still find it that it's it feels like it's good for me in some way and it almost feels like every morning i sort of orient myself towards yeah i, I um, wanted to ask you about that like how do I... good or something like that <laughs> sorry sorry come again no go, go, go ahead go ahead oh well i was going to ask you how, how you felt praying in the morning basically going from losing your faith to an atheist period and now in the i mean that's i can imagine that took some getting used to or did it feel natural yeah it was it was pretty weird at first that's for sure um because there's part of me that sort of feels like it's really really important to do that every day mm. and i'm not sure why because I don't, because you know, I still don't know what I believe. But like, some, for some reason, I feel like it's really important to do that every morning when I wake up. Um, and I'm not sure what to make of it, but I'm going to continue to do it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't feel right to not do it, is what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had something similar. Like I pray in the evening, and. Uh, like Andreas on the Discord sent me a, a Catholic rosary that I used to kind of focus. And uh, <laughs> I noticed like one time I didn't, and that, that really didn't sit right with me. <laughs> so, and that could just be because I'm used to it by now, but I don't know, humans are weird. So, yeah. <laughs> but I recognize what you're saying in the sense that it feels like this thing that you really need to be doing so, so you're saying you're using, uh, yeah. An, yeah. you're using an Orthodox prayer book to to pray? Yeah, that's right. Could mm -hmm. you like I don't know if you have it nearby, but could you like read one that you would use? I wonder what those are like. So, um, apparently, the the way it was explained to me is that it's actually like the morning prayer, uh, morning prayer section is, um, and I guess all of the prayer sections are like a series of prayers. So it's almost set up structurally in the same way that a an entire service would be set up um and so the morning for and so you know there's like an introduction um and you say the our father and then uh say psalm 50 and the creed and a few other prayers um and you know so maybe something one part of it would uh starts off as our eyes as we rise arise from sleep we fall down before thee, O good one and cry unto thee with the hymn of the angels almighty one holy 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 art thou O god through the through the theotokos have mercy on us um and yeah i don't know it's uh i think it's been good for me <laughs> yeah i know i can imagine it, it kind of grounds you in that morning and kind of makes you aware of that you're there 
and that you have another day ahead of you. Yeah, it's it's. They're strange things. These things. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. Both you and me were like, yeah, we don't know why this works, but it seems to, so we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like this whole Discord thing, you know. Like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> t t today uh, on the Discord there was this whole you know, sort of strong felt discussion by many people on, on abortion and uh, strong yeah. discussions on evolution and science and and at times like this, I'm like, yeah, what, what am I doing here? But then I'm having a conversation <laughs> with you and, and, like, oh, and then I get this strong impression of, well, this is exactly what you should be doing and you should just go to church yeah, and do yeah. your thing. Come on, chop, chop. Go to church. So I've kind of given up trying to analyze that. It, it leads me nowhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but I was looking forward to having a chat with you and I love hearing your story, man. It's, it's really nice <laughs> to hear. How, how is, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, what so, so go ahead, go ahead. Uh, um, I want to ask, I don't know what your family situation is, but I mean, did people respond to you a certain way, losing your faith or regaining your faith? Um, so my, so growing up, my dad never really went to church except for, uh, you know, Christmas and Easter. Um, and, you know, he would say something like, uh, oh, I went to church enough when I was younger, uh, me and God are good or something like that. <laughs> Um, so he never, he never really went to church with us. Um, and so it wasn't, I don't think, I mean, I didn't talk to my parents openly about losing my faith, but I think they sort of, um, understood or felt it and mm -hmm. kind of at the same time, they sort of stopped going to church as well. Cause you know, all the kids grow up and move out and, um, and so, and you know, the church that we used to go to is dwindling. And so they, I think they kind of thought it was a surprise when I told them that I started attending an Orthodox church. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, yeah, but, uh, and I, I think I haven't really talked to my siblings that much about it. Um, and I don't really know what their, um, where they stand on these, on these sorts of things. But I think at some point I'd like to start talking to them about it. Just just out of curiosity, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, but like one thing that I've been thinking about is um, I, I decided to attend an Orthodox church instead of trying to go back to a Roman Catholic church. Um, and it's, so one thing I just recently learned about that's really got me thinking about this is that the diocese of the church that I grew up in um, just declared bankruptcy, which um, is something that I've never heard of happening before, but apparently it's a result of all of the uh, settlements from legal actions that people have been threatening to take against them for various sexual abuse scandals, oh. I guess. 
Right, right. And and so, I, I mean, I don't think I, it, it brings up this question to me of, so, um, who I was listening to, but I, someone recently I was listening to, one of these famous intellectual dark web guys, I think it was uh, Eric Weinstein, he said that the, like your culture is your responsibility. And somehow it almost feels like by me not going back to my, going to orthodoxy instead of back to my Catholic roots, I guess, it almost feels like I'm in some way abandoning my culture. Um, and it also brings up the question of at what point do you abandon an organization because of all the, I guess, apparent corruption that's starting to come to light. And that's something that I really don't know the answer to. Because um, it's almost like, well, if I'm going to go to Christianity, I might as well go back to Roman Catholicism because that's what's familiar. And, you know, there's still a mystical tradition in that, and which is what I'm primarily interested in. Um, yeah, and if, so, if, the, if the part yeah. with the papacy isn't particularly in your interest... I don't see why orthodoxy couldn't work for you, but I understand what you're what you're right. saying. Like, should I abandon the thing I was brought up in? It's yeah. a good yeah. question. I mean, it's, but you didn't have much choice in in where you were brought up in. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> the question is more: is are you willing to sacrifice in order to maybe improve a a, a tradition with problems, at least locally, to you? Right, right. Then I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I yeah, think that's no, I a decision you'd have to make on your own. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, I don't know. That's you, uh, that's one of the interesting things I've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because you probably wouldn't have asked yourself if you hadn't gotten into JP and henceforth back into considering a faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think I wouldn't have <laughs> considered that. I would give it some time, at least. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It could, it could be fine to be exploring orthodoxy for a while, and they seem very welcoming and willing to teach you. Mm -hmm. And it's only a ten-minute walk. No, but honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, you could go back to Catholicism just because you feel you owe owe it some sort of cultural debt. I don't know if that's the right reason to approach it. I think you should approach it right, right. if it's true. Right, right. And that's a whole different kind uh, of worms that I'm not willing to open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this... Uh... I got into a conversation with some um, some of the people at the church when when we had lunch uh, one weekend, and um, yeah, basically, the, as they were sort of asking me about what I believe and don't believe in these sorts of things, I I basically found myself saying, I don't know what it means for something to be true. <laughs> um, so yeah, but as you said, that's probably a can of worms we shouldn't <laughs> get into right now. <laughs> no, I mean. 
No, it is, uh, yeah, I have no idea how to, and 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 <laughs> that, that ties into the whole mystery of it, and and you know, metaphorically <laughs> true and practically true, and ugh. I'm I'm just glad you've 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 made this this journey that sounds fairly similar to mine. I mean, I can only recommend that. I'm I'm trying to find people like you, at least locally to me. And because it, it is difficult, you know, the whole, I mean, I don't know. Do, do you consider that yourself to be acting as if, for instance? Yeah, I think most of the time I'm acting as if. Does that bother what's, you? What's weird about it is that I, I don't think it necessarily bothers. It, it may, maybe it only bothers me because it doesn't feel like, I have all of me on board with the acting as if because <laughs> mm -hmm. there's this like, you know, this part of me that sort of chatters away and thinks he's smart and rational uh, that doesn't see any reason to believe in God or there's no evidence or whatever. Um, and maybe it's like still a new atheist part of me that's sort of hanging on. Um, like sometimes I'll find myself you know, if I'm walking down the street or something, I'll just say like the Jesus prayer or something. Or even when I'm, if I try and meditate, be mindful, sometimes I'll say the Jesus prayer to sort of help me focus. Mm -hmm. And I find that really strange. <laughs> so it's, you know, it, it's kind of like saying morning prayers. I'm not really sure why I'm doing it. Um, and there's parts of me that think that it's ridiculous and um, but somehow it still feels like it's maybe better for me or that I want to. Well, um, I think I think that I want to is part of it for sure. Yeah, consider this. Uh, let's say you would walking, be walking down the street and you would be, let's say, reciting the Lotus Sutra. Would that be mm -hmm. similarly strange? I think so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, at least you're consistent. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know for sure though, because I've never done that. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I mean, like in meditation, there's the ideas of mantras, and uh, as I'm sure you know, right. yeah. you know. But that can be anything. It can be Coca-Cola, 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 whatever works, whatever grounds you. <laughs> and, well, why why not? Yeah. Why not make that the Jesus prayer? I've used the Jesus prayer while I'm trying to kind of focus while I'm trying to garden and pull weeds just so my mind doesn't wander about all the time. Right, and right. if that then kind of also reminds you of how you should live, well, if only for the better. Right. I, I find these things extremely difficult because I don't believe and then, you know, now I'm setting up an outer court ministry with my pastor where we're trying to reach people like me and people like you. I'm thinking, I'm the last person who should be doing this. But <laughs> apparently I'm also the first person who should be doing this. So uh, yeah. it's so yeah, strange, really man. I, ha I have no good way to, to, to ratify it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
So, what, but, what's uh, your, I was going to ask you, what, what's, your, what's your plan now? What are the current things that you're working on? Yeah, so I think I think right now I'm just going to, at least for now, just going to continue going to this Orthodox church and, um, you know, doing daily prayers, et cetera. And I... I think one of the questions that I'm that I've been trying to figure out is what do I think I what do I think about I guess religious claims or something like that because I find I find Jung's idea very compelling that somehow religious statements are all statements about the psyche mm. and Jung explicitly distances himself from any metaphysical claims about God or reality or anything. And so I'm I'm trying I can't figure out how to make the jump between this sort of statements about the psyche and full whole or wholeheartedly believing these things or um believing yeah. in a truly believing in a metaphysical you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It 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 it, re it requires sort of a surrendering to a different worldview that is so transformative that it is deeply frightening. Right. right. And right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frightening is a good word. <laughs> I can get pretty far with Thomas Aquinas. <clears throat> I I just went through a through a lecture series by Peter Kreeft on uh, on Thomas Aquinas, and I find him fairly convincing. And I, I don't know what to do. I, I I don't know what to do with it. Otherwise, I can't approach it any more than I can now at this point. What what I keep doing personally is what matters. Is that I have, for instance, a conversation with you about this. That I go to my church where I engage with other people. To me, what fundamentally matters is that we engage with people on a perhaps digital level, but mainly on an interpersonal level, and. Yes, there can be a God behind that, and there can be a God who wants that, and it can be a God who has all orchestrated this. It it doesn't really matter. Right now, at least, it doesn't, because it doesn't prevent me from that thing which I think I should be doing. And then there's all the side questions of, well, why do, well, why do I want to do this? And... Well, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know why why religion ends up working for me so well. But I wish I would have stuck my head in the church a couple of years earlier. But it happened the way it happened mm -hmm. through Peterson and Van der Clay and fine. I I can keep <laughs> thinking about it, but it doesn't get me a single step further. And just thinking about it prevents me from maybe instead spending time with another person who might need it or who I could help out. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's a really interesting. It's, it's almost like moving what, once you stop focusing or living your life in a maybe thinking directed manner, then these questions about like metaphysical God or whatever doesn't really, it's not relevant anymore. And on top of that, you start to actually see the meaning that is, um, at least I believe inherent in life. 
Yes, very. They, they, that, that's what the whole acting as if God exists does. It, right, right. It's like, well, it's like I kind of had that, that, let's say, insight today with the whole abortion discussion. I know there's a lot of my viewpoints are still fairly nihilistic and grounded in reductionism. And it's, <laughs> it's a thing I'm aware of, and I know where it leads, so I keep an eye on it. But then I, I sort of realized, well, if I'm going to be consistently acting as if, which I do, then I should see humans as uh, being creating the image of God. And boom, mm-hmm. there we go. Now I have a, a proper way to look at the world, a, a way that actually honestly sits better with me uh, because it, it, it is morally more compatible with how I think, I guess. Now, am I lying to myself? Uh, maybe, but the end result's positive. <laughs> and that goes into the whole, well, why do we uh, transcend our programming? Uh, I don't know, oh. but what matters instead is that I can have compassion for another. So right. This, right. this stuff isn't easy. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think at least for me, the way I get past the am I lying to myself is... Um, well, it's truth. It's, it's, I'm not lying when I say that it's something I want to do. So that's how I get to get past the lying to myself about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know, man. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as I have like a, a conversation with myself or a difficult, difficult conversation on the discord. And I sometimes wonder, you know, remember when you thought this was all bullshit, <laughs> remember when we didn't go to church, how about we go back there? And right away, I'm like, no, 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 I can't give up my church. I need that way too much. So <laughs> that's 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 just been something I have to accept. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the positive aspect of that is you can also help other people get out of that hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. And. I mean, to be honest, I don't know how half of the people in my church believe. So the, the <laughs> thing is that you come together and you, well, there's something something about that, that collective aiming towards the transcendent that has something very beautiful. And I think so fundamentally human Yeah. <laughs> and it's a strange world for sure. It, it is. It is. We we got about a bit more over fifteen minutes left. Is there anything in particular you still want to talk about? Um, I I had a, a list of things that I wrote down. Let me just make sure or see if there's anything in particular that I missed. Sure. Well, um, yeah, so I, I guess this is kind of related to uh, when you when you mentioned that making that sort of leap of faith to another world you is frightening because of how transforming it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recently started reading uh, Kierkegaard's Fear and Trembling. Ah. And it's the first it's the first book by him that I've read or that I've tried to read. 
And the way he talks about faith is not that I necessarily understood everything he's, he's written in there, but um, the way I understand it is very, very interesting. And it makes it seem to me that, or it sort of brought up this question for me of, is the reason why I don't have faith in God because of how afraid I am of how I would feel like I would have to live my life if I did believe in God. It's kind of like what Peterson's thing is. Like, uh, you know, he, he dares not say that he believes in God because he doesn't think that he's, I don't know, I guess worthy or something like that of saying that. Yeah. Um, because, you, you know, as you, at least for me, I see how, how much time I waste during the day and, um, you know, things I'm sort of uh, maybe doing or think I want out of life that maybe aren't the best or long-term are not really what I want. And it's, I'm just haven't admitted it to myself yet. And so it's almost like if I actually believed then how, how much of a transformation, how much dead wood would have to burn off as Peterson likes to say, if I was actually going to make that transformation. Well, <laughs> and it seems like a lot. <laughs> I think there's a couple of things like first off you you're already admitting that you know you're wasting time you're aware of that yeah <laughs> and i i think the whole if 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 both of us let's say we were both able to to make the leap <laughs> now god's involved and there's a point to what we're doing not just subjective, us making a choice to act as it, but there's a point to it, to everything. And we're going to fuck up. We fuck up constantly. And those are the <laughs> things we know about. Those are the things we're aware of that we fuck up. What matters is that we try <laughs> to recover from it. And for everything else, there's grace. That's the important part, as far as I understand it that there's the outstretched hand that says, no, okay, yeah, you tried and you stumbled. But you still tried. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what matters. And, and as long as you try doing the things that God showed will bring the kingdom when he was here on earth, well, how, how much worse than that could you be doing? <laughs> I think that's it. I, I can't get any closer than that. Now, the point is that it should, it should, I think the goal is that you pretend God exists just to see how you feel. And once you rejoice for that, then you're good. And as long as you're terrified, then there's, then there's something that needs to go away. Because then there's there's some guilt or shame or something you know that God would not approve of. Right. But if it's like, hey, God, I'm so incredibly relieved that it turns out you're real because, hey, that means that there's all these <laughs> great things happening and there's this 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 overarching plan and here we are all in this great dance of existence and suffering and and wondrous and horrible things 
and I think still at that core is 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 to love God and to love your neighbor, and that's why we need to be in that community. That's what Peugeot says, and that's what well, I think most pastors say is that we should be with the other and and love them like we love ourselves. But yeah, that it's I like not, that. <laughs> it, it, it's not easy though. Like me, fundamentally, I can't believe it. I can pretend, but I, I, I can't believe it. I just can't. I, I haven't yet been able to. Maybe I can someday, or maybe I will be told one or the other. <laughs> But I think we're both at a point so where, this, where... This sort of... Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to... Go ahead. You, you can finish. I, yeah. I, I had sort of a, a separate thought. I don't know. It's gone now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we're both at the point where <laughs> we are where we wouldn't want to lose what we found. You know, it's kind of like we've, we, we've gotten an impression of this, this pearl of great price that is being referred to. And we, we sort of get this idea that it's there. Well, we can't grasp it yet, but we can kind of see the shine. So we kind of keep digging. Right. Yeah, that's, that's as much as I've been able to develop it, man. <laughs> Seems pretty good so far. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so like so another thing that that I had just recently, I guess understood or seen is in some of some of these prayers you somewhere in, in some of these prayers you see lines that are somewhere along the lines of um, you know that you refer to yourself as some as a you know a horrible sinner that something like that right. And for a long time, I really thought that that was kind of a an unnecessarily pessimistic view of humans, and maybe it was just like my sort of new atheist pride that I that I had. But when I started to think about this idea that if you have faith, then literally everything you do matters, and all of a sudden it makes sense to see yourself as an unworthy sinner. It's like, well, of course I am. Yeah. You know? You're spot and on. So, so like, I, I thought that was something that was really interesting because that, like, that's something that I, was, I wasn't expecting to come to understand or come to terms with from the Christian faith. Because, I, you know, I always used to see it as like a self-flagellating thing, you know. Um, now it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing because what it is, is a, um, a recognition of your potential. Right, right. And each time that potential isn't reached, it's very Petersonian in a way, but I've heard it said Petersonian is kind of orthodox sounding sometimes. But anyway, that once that potential isn't reached, you've fallen short. You've missed the mark. And after this convo, I'll send you a little PDF. I, I once wrote a little meditation on, on sin. 
since I've started thinking about this stuff. That'd be great. And it isn't, I, I, I mean, the new atheist thing is so, it's, it's the human agency uh, thing. Like we humans, we were just doing what we do and we're, we're, we're pretty good at what we're doing. And we're, you know, we, we cannot, we will not be blamed. While instead the whole thing that we are, we are terrible sinners is it's, it's more of an encouragement to better yourself than it is an insult to feel worse. Right. And the recognition that God has your, let's say, your best interests at heart to get you up that mountain. But it is very much the, well, if, if, if that's the case, then everything you do matters. doesn't mean you're not going to make a mistake, <laughs> but it matters. Right. It's, you know, it's how, how you, how you get out of bed, how you greet your spouse, how you treat people around you, or, you know, it's these, it's, it's the little thoughts of feeling better than the other or feeling worse than the other, or, you know, just, just the comparison things that don't, don't help. Right. Yeah, it's definitely not the you should whip yourself 20 times in the morning just to account for your <laughs> wretched wretched being. That's <laughs> At least I don't think that's what Well, that's a dangerous statement, but I I would like to <laughs> think that that's not what God would have intended us to do. It's like, you know, the time you spend whipping yourself and feeling sorry are also times you could spend, you know, hugging somebody who lost a loved one. Yeah, it sounds like a platitude, but if you apply that sort of thinking, <laughs> it, it makes you turn outside instead of inside. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't reflect on the things you do. But it's pointless to be stuck in your own head, wallowing in your guilt and sin, instead of recognizing, mm -hmm. well, not only am I a sinner, but other people are too, and maybe we can help each other out, and maybe we can get together once in a while and connect to that, that infin infinite source of all, and recognize that that we're, we're we're doing the best we can as long as we're focused on what we do. So that ends my sermon, uh, James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you, are, are you going to attend seminary anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I could, man. You need a university education for that stuff. That's just not for me. I'm going to see how this, yeah. how the court ministry works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about math. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, we can talk a little bit about math if you want. Do you have any math questions? <laughs> no, I, I've been always horrible at understanding math. I've, I've tried numerous times to teach myself, but I have enough trouble with pre-algebra that I was really pretty proud oh. when I got that. And, and when I started to understand differential equations and how long that took me, I was like, you know what? 
maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> maybe I should be doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, there are a bunch of math people on this Discord. It's interesting how varied the the people here are. There are artists and 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 farmers and math people and computer programmers and physicists and just all walks of life. Yeah. It's it's beautiful to behold. Uh, yeah, certainly a, a unique place, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we got about five minutes. Yeah. Is there anything else in your mind or? Um, not that I can think of at the moment. I'm going, uh, my mind's going blank. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm sure fine. if there's other things, uh, I can just put it in the Discord <laughs> and somebody yeah. will answer. I, I'm just, you know, looking forward to hear your progress on, on your journey in, in orthodoxy. And uh, uh, I, I mean, have you signed up as like a catechumen or, or are you considering that? Um, I've been considering it. Uh, I haven't signed up yet, but I think because at least for me, I'm I'm trying to take take that whole, uh, I guess, commitment part of it slow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because um, I don't want to, I don't want to all of a sudden feel like, well, because I haven't signed up as a catechumen yet. There's in some way there really isn't any pressure, uh -huh. um, because there's no commitment to it yet, and um, I feel like I'm not quite ready to to try and be a catechumen because um, at least at this point I feel like I might feel a little bit too much pressure. Um, but at some point, it's it's I'm definitely planning on thinking about it seriously. So. Well, the Orthodox Church. Yet? What? Are you are you signed up as a catechumen? No, no, I'm not Orthodox. No, I'm a, <laughs> I'm I'm Reformed Protestant, uh, as, as far as I can call myself that. Oh yeah. But I I, I do I do expect <laughs> the Orthodox Church to be fairly respectful of people who take their sweet time thinking their their actions through properly instead of just jumping in feet first and <laughs> as far as i've understood the orthodox church they respect that yeah yeah no i uh i don't know if i would have been a catechumen in my church if they had such a thing i'm worried enough about taking communion as it is so uh i'm, I'm taking my time thinking myself through that Right. <laughs> okay, James. Well, uh, we can end it here, and yeah, just just let me know how that goes, man, and uh, give the fine people at your church my regards. Yeah, yeah, I will. And uh, yeah, definitely send me that essay that you wrote on on sin. It sounds, sounds like oh, yeah. it's really interesting. I will do. It's a short one. I'll send it over. All right, James. Thanks for telling me your story. Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you so much. No problem. Bye-bye.